Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It is Wednesday, the 29th of June. On today's episode, remember that survey that you took in the latter part of last year? Well, those results are now with us. The census, we are ready to break it down and get a real picture of what Australia looks like today. Before we do that, Billy, yesterday was a big day in world news. What was leading headlines? Yesterday, the bodies of 46 people were found in an abandoned tractor trailer on the outskirts of the Texas city of San Antonio. 16 others, including 12 adults and four children, were found alive and taken to hospital. They are believed to be migrants who crossed into Texas from Mexico. It is not immediately clear at the time of recording how they died, but authorities said the survivors were suffering from heat stroke. And this comes as Texas has been experiencing an extreme heat wave. Only buses, trains, medical and food service vehicles in Sri Lanka will be allowed to fill up with fuel as the country takes drastic steps to navigate its growing economic crisis. So under these new rules, private vehicles will be banned from buying petrol and diesel until the 10th of July. The move will buy the government some more time to secure supplies for its people after officials estimated that current fuel supplies would last less than a week under regular demand. New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet has said that he knew of former Deputy Premier John Barillaro's desire to land the US trade posting that is now the subject of a parliamentary inquiry beginning today. Perrottet said he discussed the position with Barillaro at a social function sometime after he left politics in October of last year. And your hump day good news, the government of India will ban single-use plastics from the 1st of July 2022. According to the government, India currently generates about 3.5 million tonnes of plastic waste annually. India's environment minister said in April, plastic has become one of the most pressing environmental issues that we are facing today. Okay, so census came out yesterday Sam, I don't know if you remember where you were on the 10th of August. I think a lot of Australians, well, at least if you were in Sydney, also Melbourne and perhaps even Brisbane as well, you were probably in lockdown on the 10th of August last year. But Sam, before we get into the big headline pieces of information that came out yesterday, can you explain what the census actually is and why it's so important for Australia? Billy, I remember sitting on my share house couch on the 10th of August last year. All the housemates gathered around to answer these really important questions about the household at that exact point of time. It's a really exciting day for data nerds, but it's exciting for a lot of reasons. So I guess the simplest way to put it is that the census is the biggest data collection activity that we do in Australia. Now, it happens only once every five years, and the aim of it is to give quite a detailed snapshot of what Australia looks like, where we live, what we we do for work, how many people there are in the country and what their families look like, what their backgrounds are. There's all sorts of different bits and pieces. At the end of the day, it's a really important document for the government to make its policy decisions and to think about the state of the nation and what they decide to do with their budgets and with their resources will impact the people of the country. I guess for us, as kind of a consumer of this document in some sense, it gives us a good idea of how Australia changes over time and really gives us insight into the key social trends. And what we got yesterday was kind of the big headline pieces from the Australian Bureau of Statistics, and they're the ones responsible for collecting the census. And I'm pretty keen to take you through some of those headlines today. 
you got to remember, though, that this is a long document and we're going to learn more and more over the weeks and months. Data experts are going to pour over this document in detail and we'll have lots of different revelations over the state of the country. So let's go through some of the key pieces of information that came out from the census. Sam, what did it find about the age makeup of the Australian population? Long live young people, Billy. It seems that there are more of us. And I think this is the big story and the big trend over the last five years or or 10 years is the growth of the millennial. And finally, this time, millennials have caught up with baby boomers. So baby boomers are a huge cohort of people. There was a point in time where baby boomers made up to 40% of the Australian population. Now, they've been falling as a share of the Australian population. Now they're about 21.5% and that's the same as millennials. So to put it simply, people who are now aged between 25 to 39 have caught up with the baby boomers. And there's only about 5,000 people difference, which in the context of the country is is just nothing. So to give you the kind of raw numbers there, it's 5.4 million baby boomers and 5.4 million millennials. And they are now the two dominant generations in Australia. Now, let's bring it into politics, right? We talk a lot about baby boomers and their role in politics. And I'm speaking here as a millennial, but there's often talk about how young people and their influence in politics and how they're represented in parliament changes over time. Now, we know that over the next five years, we're going to be a larger share of the population and we're only just getting started. Spoken like a true millennial, Sam. You sound like you have a bias towards young people. Surprise, surprise. You should own a young person company. (laughs) The kids are all right, Billy. The kids are all right. And if you're not quite sure what generation you're part of, we do have a very helpful graph over on the Daily Oz's Instagram, which has actually started some debate, Sam, in the office. Some people didn't even know that they were a Gen Z. But Sam, what did it find about the religious makeup of the Australian demographic and how that has changed over time? I found this to be a really interesting part of the census. In short, this was the first census where less than half of the population identified as Christian. The stat this year was 44% of the country identified as Christian. That's quite a significant drop from previous censuses. If you take it about 10 years ago, the census told us it was about 61% of people identified as Christian. Now, the fact that that's dropped to 44% in the space of only 10 years is really significant. And there's also an emerging group of Australians who are not religious at all. So now we're actually getting a sense that the number of Christians in the country is the same as the number of people who are not religious or or very close. It's about 39% of people in this census that identify as not religious. And I think this kind of goes to a bigger question that we have as society. It's clearly becoming more secular and less religious. Then we can turn to some other religions and we see some fast growth in those though. And that kind of almost contradicts the point about us becoming less religious. Perhaps now the way to think about it is we're becoming more diverse. Hinduism and Islam in particular were identified by the ABS as really fast growing groups. They're still much smaller as proportions of the population. So we've got 2.7% of the country identifying as Hindu and 3.2% of the country identifying as Muslim, but those numbers have been growing quite significantly. So I guess if we're to zoom out and look at the census and what we learned about religion as a whole, I think the clear takeaway here is that religious diversity in Australia is changing and changing quite quickly. And I was also reading that the census has revealed that the Australian population has doubled over the past 50 years. How many of us are now born overseas? 
So there's now 28% of the country that is born overseas and about 48% of Australians have at least one parent born overseas. And that, to me, just reflects more the multicultural society that Australia has become. That number is getting higher and higher. And that's really significant in terms of the main kind of places that people in Australia have come from. Now, the most common countries that people have come from outside of Australia are England, India, China and New Zealand. India actually overtook China and New Zealand and moved into second place. And that's also reflected in the languages spoken at home other than English. And Interestingly, there are close to a million speakers of Mandarin and Arabic. They're the two most common languages spoken at home other than English. And the census also revealed, importantly, an increase in the number of people who identify as First Nation Australians. So more than 800,000 people in the census identified as Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander, which equates to about 3.2% of the population. And that's a 25% increase on the number that was recorded only five years ago. Now, there's a number of reasons why this might be the case. One could be that not everyone fills out the census every year, and there's always lots of efforts at the ABS to make sure that as many people are filling out the census. And there are particular challenges with remote communities, and this year it looks like they've really reached a number of those remote communities and made sure they're adequately represented in the national portrait. And this is really significant. The number of people who are over the age of 65 who identify as Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander has more than doubled in a decade. And that's really significant when we think about things like closing the gap and the shorter life expectancies for people from Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander background. The other stat I found super interesting was the very rich language diversity of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders spoken at home. We saw 167 different Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander languages recorded in this census. And this is also the first census since same-sex marriage was legalised in Australia in 2017. Sam, how many same-sex marriages do we have in Australia now? It's been a big five years for same-sex marriage. There are now 25,000 same-sex marriages registered in the country. I guess to put that in the broader context, there's about 10 million Australians who are married and close to 2 million who are divorced. It's another million who are widowed and about half a million who are separated. So it's still relatively small in terms of the grand scheme of married couples, but you've got to keep in mind it's only been five years since it was legalised. And I think when we next see this stat reported in five years' time, I wouldn't be surprised and I hope it's going to be much greater. Well, I think to sum it up, the census really helps us understand the changing demographics of Australia. And I know that this is just the first lump of information that we're getting from the census. There'll be more information to come and that will have more information about the salaries of Australians and what suburbs they live in. So stay tuned for that. We will bring it all to you on the Daily Oz podcast and on our Instagram. Have a great day and we will see you tomorrow.